0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy Confederacy of Dunks basketball basketball podcast.
1: Trust Trust. in massage. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast miss my cue no worries <laughs> i am your host <laughs> freddie revis and who Cue missing person are you i'm the producer my
0: name's matt duncan freddie we're into march how are you doing
1: the ides of march are here i don't even know what that means but <laughs> we're we're doing good i'm doing good uh if you're just tuning in people we are a raptor slash nba pod Me and Matt are uh, both entertainers and, you know, comedians and podcasters and hardcore Raptors slash NBA fans. And um, yeah, we have analysts on, we have comedians on. That's the vibe. Thanks for checking us out. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to help us more, uh, Matt's going to let you know how to do that.
0: Yeah, if you're listening on one of the podcatchers right now, thank you very much. Hopefully you have subscribed. Hopefully you've made your life easy that way. Uh, If you could give us a rating, that would be great. I I always do the call for the Apple rating, the Spotify, which now has ratings, which would be great. Uh, All it is is a star rating, so give us something on there if you can. And as well, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Go to thesonarnetwork.com. You can listen to us there. And our social media accounts, like Instagram and Twitter, have our link trees all set up if you want to head over to our Patreon or our website, dunkspodcast.com. We've got all the episodes there, all the seasons, the time capsule. That is Confederacy of Dunks. So, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, Freddie, let's, uh, let's talk what's coming up.
1: Let's do it. Um, we, uh, you know, Matt, he hit all the major plugs. You're a pro. Uh, always appreciated. <laughs> uh listen memorize what maddie said do all those things please uh we really really do appreciate it um but yeah we just did a special episode speaking yeah. of patreon uh and uh distributed this week uh for for everyone else as well yep. but if you're a part of our uh patreon you kind of got it a little bit earlier last week yep. and uh yeah, it's the League Pass Report. It's our third version. Uh, we, we cover different teams. Kind of like we watch a game that the Raptors aren't playing, and we go in-depth. So my team yeah. uh, was actually the Brooklyn Nets, and Matt assigned that team to me before the Harden trade. So that was that was crazy. Yeah, and the tragic the signing. Tragic <laughs> return. I saw, yeah, it, it was but a wild Kyrie. time. You know? The on the Bucks. Yeah. uh, and your your team was the the Grizzlies, and you ended up seeing like the game.
0: I saw the game. Yeah, I watched the 52 John Morant game. It was crazy. Definitely a a top five game in the NBA this season, I'm sure. So yeah, we get into all that. We even you know talk a little Purtle because you know he had quite an interesting game there too. But it's been a lot of fun. We've done six teams now, we're gonna keep going. Um, as long as we can, I guess, like even mm-hmm. through the playoffs, we'll try to keep going as long as the teams yeah. are still playing. And then we'll pick up again in the new season. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's... And uh, new, what are our new assignments? Do you remember?
0: Yes. You got the so, Knicks and I got the Sixers.
1: Okay. Knicks and Sixers. That yeah. should be fun.
0: Yeah. That's next. And that'll be interesting because uh, it'll be a lot closer to the playoffs when we do that one. And speaking of which, uh, you know, we do have two episodes coming out this week. We've got the episode you're listening to now, and we have the League Pass Report that came out yesterday or the day before. And that's just going to hold you over because next week we are off. It is a rarity for us, but we do have to miss next week. So we've got a little bit of extra content pushed into this week, hopefully you can uh, tide you over until we come back the following week. We have to take the whole week off for St. Patrick's Day. It's just what we do <laughs> here on the pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're both Irish.
1: St. So. Patrick's Station. Yeah. Because um, that's where we get it done. Uh, Four loop clovers and just getting pissered. Um, no. Uh, Matt, I mean, sorry, you know, Mac does go hard, but uh, I'm half Irish, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. It was. Oh, I just got lost there for a second. What was it gonna say? Um, <laughs> I threw you off with are, the same. We are missing there. next week. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 moving from the High Park area to the Roselands area. Yeah, West Bend to
0: Roselands.
1: West so. Bend <laughs> to Roselands. Uh, I'll be near Scarlet Woods Golf Course. So catch me nice. catching a bird on the course.
0: Oh, damn! Is that a place we can play, or you got to have a membership?
1: Oh, buddy, we can play. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we can play some golf and some Raptors gear. It'll be fun. Nice. Uh, but yeah, um, before we do move on to the pod, I just want to say, uh, for those that listen to my other podcast with Catherine Niker, uh, the pickup, a WNBA podcast, you might be familiar, but, uh, if not make sure you check it out this week, uh, we covered a lot of subjects. We always do. The WNBA is, is wildly fascinating. There's always different yeah. kind of, you know, activism and political stuff going on, but in particular, there's a really big event that, uh you know, everyone needs to be aware of. So Brittany Griner is one of the best WNBA players in the league. She also plays in Russia. She has been detained and there hasn't been a lot of explanation. It's clearly nefarious. Uh, Everyone in her life is very worried for her. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, if you see anything that's like Brittany Griner boost it, use your social media accounts. Um, Be curious about it. Like this needs to be a story that doesn't like fade away. Obviously, There's so much going on right now, but this is an innocent person. Uh, This is a black woman. This is a, uh, you know, a queer person. This is someone who's not in a safe scenario. So uh, yeah, I'll just uh, call everyone's attention to that and um, get involved in any way you can. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my piece there. But uh, yeah, very fun pod. We got Graham K. Uh, from Jimmy Fallon and um, Colbert and yeah. uh, Sheldon Alexander from Sportsnet and Ball on Blast. And uh, yeah, we talk a lot of fun stuff. We talk recasting winning time, <laughs> talk uh, the, the experiment that is this Raptors season. We also talk real uh, or legitimate contenders. And um, yeah, I you know noticed some stuff with the Nurse Barnes relationship. So we kind of just yeah. Theorized there it was a it was a good pod so uh yeah with all that said thank you so much uh we do appreciate it and um let's get rolling here maddie if you feel like we're good to go just give me those sweet delicious words okay
0: okay
1: okay let's get going here on a, a very fun pod it's a not great time in in Raptors world, but uh, you know it's a, it's always an interesting time. So yeah, without further ado, uh, he's done the pod a, a bunch of times. Uh, good friend, a longtime friend, hilarious dude. Uh, he's been on Colbert. He's uh, he's been on Fallon. Uh, if those are incorrect, <laughs> honestly, he'll let me know. And and I I mess a lot of things up. So what I mean, whatever. He's hilarious, dude. Uh, you'll learn about what else he's got going on. Give it up as loud as you can. Even if you're at home alone, for Graham K. Yeah.
2: Ba, ba, ba.
3: yeah. Oh, I've been I on. Takes. I've been on Fallon, all right, baby.
1: Hey, nice cup. Yeah. I've. Uh, I got yeah, a little Miss correct. Sunshine cup.
3: Oh, that's a nice one.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's from mm. those old kids' books. I love those. Monsieur rapide. Sorry. For, for me, were, for Je me, were...
3: suis garçon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like just the basics, right? Like yeah. Let him know. Um, okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number two so we can get talking Raptors right away. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I know him through you know the Raptors world and for a little while now. He's a uh, just an, an awesome kind of Raptors personality, funny dude as well. Uh, he's working with Sportsnet right now. Uh, Also, uh, you know, the Ball on Blast Network. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a bunch of other stuff going on. He's a hustler. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Sheldon Alexander.
3: Why does he get a better intro?
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I just said, I was like, I like your... When his came, I was like, I don't know if I like this, but when the drums come in, you're like, wow, where are we going? You know? like.
2: I like it. I approve.
1: I approve.
3: Mine (laughs) sounds like I'm going to, like, fall downstairs in, like, a (laughs) Mr. Bean comedy type show. (laughs) I'm just sweet and clune, you know? And then
1: I fall downstairs. Matt, Matt either gives you, like, full clown uh, tripping into a garbage or yeah. like you're partying on a beach and there's like, you know, people <laughs> yeah. getting high. Like, I think those, those are the two like things. Yeah. I, I get yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. What's up, Sheldon. Uh, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Thanks for having me. Really appreciate being on the pod. Always a good time talking raps. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Uh, Maddie, good sir. Why don't you give me your, your loudest weirdest, uh, non Aaron Baines raptors sting Mm -hmm. Um, okay uh let's uh let's go to you first uh sheldon um and yeah so this is like I'm doing a podcast, right? So I'm really living Raptors day to day here. I'm not trying to blow anything out of proportion, just kind of some body language stuff. Uh, At the end of the game, uh, you know, during a huddle, Scotty and nurse were kind of, kind of like chirping at each other a little bit. It was hard to tell if it's like just game plan stuff or whatever. And later in the game, it, it seemed like either nurse was trying to call Scotty off the court or call him, you know, toward like like you wanted to talk to him or whatever, and uh, yeah, there was this like noticeable moment where Scotty kind of like looked him off. There's no other way to say it. he was just like, "Don't talk to me," and <laughs> it just kind of got me going, like about or it just got me thinking about having a young superstar. Or, you know, reminds me of like a uh, Vince or you know, AD with New Orleans. Like just this idea where you you, you kind of stumble upon the situation where you have someone who's sort of bigger than your franchise. And uh, obviously there's tons of context here. We have a great culture, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just, it it makes me think like, obviously we handled Kawhi for a season, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, nurse, I mean, but it just kind of got me thinking like, what's the, what's the not worry meter, but like, what do you think about the nurse Scotty relationship? Like, is he up for it? Is he handling it the right way? Uh, Am I, am I just fabricating a question?
2: No, I think it's a very good question, especially in 2022, where someone named Ben Simmons and that whole James Harden thing exists. Mm -hmm. Like the the point is that exists in the NBA. That's just a thing that happens. But I will say that I love Nick Nurse going at these guys, like holding them accountable. And you kind of have to do that to have Mm -hmm. success as the Raptors. Right, You're not going to be the Lakers where LeBron James just signs on your team. You're not mm-hmm. going to be, I was going to say the Knicks, but nobody ever ends up signing with the Knicks. But ah. my point is they're not a destination team, right? So you have to build the foundation. And how the Raptors have won a championship, how they've been consistently good for, what, the eight years since Dwayne Casey was pounding the rock, it's been through holding your guys accountable. You have these young players and to get on the court, you have to play defense. You have to play hard. You have to do all the little things that make it difficult to be a good NBA player, right? Like if you think about it, everyone in the NBA is good. What separates it is consistency. Can you do the same things night in night out consistently? And that's literally Nick nurse's job to hold these guys accountable and do that. And the thing, if you look at it from Scotty's perspective, whatever Scotty Barnes ends up being, the point is what he is now is he's what the third guy, fourth guy. And he has to look up at Fred. He has to look up at Pascal guys who won a chip being held accountable by Nick nurse. And those guys watched Kawhi play defense. They watched, you know, Kyle play defense. It's just, that's the organization. And I love that. He's holding him accountable. Cause if you're Chris Boucher, if you're Justin Champenny, if you're whatever other young guy, you can't say that, Oh, that guy gets treated differently. Cause he's holding everyone accountable. I love it personally.
1: Yeah. I also like, should say that I like the accountability and I feel like <laughs> when we had Kawhi it was a very special scenario. Like, I don't know if it was like top down orders, like, you know, you, you can say some stuff to this guy, but you can't say everything you want to say. I yeah, also feel yeah. like, you know, with, with Lowry and nurse, there was sort of like, kind of like it, more of an equal thing. But, yeah, with Fred, with Pascal, yeah, he. I mean, Pascal's been benched. Nurse yeah. and 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 Pascal fight. They're okay. Uh, obviously, there's been trade rumors forever. But, you know, I think clearly Nurse is not afraid to get into it with people. And I totally agree. If you don't do that right away, the wrong precedent is set. And, yeah, Scotty's not Kawhi yet, right? He's not Ben Simmons yet. And I think, you know, I totally agree with you. I feel like the only way to navigate that is like the most honest and like pure way. And I guess that's what nurse is doing. I do. However, worry that sometimes nurse can go for, it seems like he can go for the jugular with players. Like it seems yeah. like he can be yeah. like really disappointed. Like I, I was like, what the hell? When, when <laughs> Scotty didn't contest that Lucas shot. But I was also kind of like, what the hell, when I read Nurse's Lips out of that timeout, like the rage for Scotty, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Like, I wonder if that goes the other way, too. Like, I wonder if players are if they freak out on you. You know, I mean, I was, it's so much as like, you know, I'm guesswork here. But uh, yeah, Graham, but we'll weigh in here on like what we've said and like what you think the, you know, the right. relationship should be.
3: Well, first off, I want to address what Sheldon said about no one ever signing with the Knicks. I mean, how dare you disrespect Evan Fournier that way? Yeah, uh, he's one of the best. Kemba,
2: act- you're right.
3: You're at right. yeah. Evan Fournier <laughs> is one of the best actively balding players in the NBA. <laughs>
2: um, I will say his his haircut game, like his barber game, improved going to New York. So that. Oh yeah, yeah
3: yeah, him, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: You guys don't uh, like the the, like the
1: man bun ponytail. Uh I don't, it's been yeah, a while. Game. You know what? That's a proper a answer to that question. So yeah. carry on, Graham. Yeah. <laughs>
3: don't throw me off. Okay. Um, uh, look, so I, I I I don't know. I think that he nurse has I mean I, he got into a fist fight with uh Pascal last year and it repaired that 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 relationship repaired itself. I think mm-hmm. I like that. Scotty has an edge to him you know when he was coming into the the league he was just like I'm the nice guy I'm always happy you know I'm I'm smiling all the time and I was like that's great in the like but does he have an edge can is he going to push back and I love that they're big personalities and I think that nurse has proven that he he can push people but he can also ask for forgiveness or repair relationships however Mm -hmm. he does that um I was trying to find a clip of when you gave us the questions before the show, I was trying to find a clip of it because I missed it when I saw the, when I watched yeah. the game. And what I came across was something from the last uh, um, Brooklyn win we had oh. where he was like, I guess they got into it again and oh. Nurse addressed it in the play, in the press conference. And they're like, what was with, you know, it seemed like Scotty was angry at you. Oh, he I was didn't. Like, wow. So this has been going on a bit, I guess. Yeah. And so and he and nurse was like, yeah, you know, he just kind of chuckled and he was like he was pissed that I wasn't calling plays for him. And I was like, I love that. And nurse loved it, too. He was like, that's just hyper competitiveness. We're just both competitive guys and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I don't I'm not going to worry about it until I need to worry about it as a as a yeah. as a fan. You know, I think that these are. You know, there's certain dudes can, can, can yell at each other. And then two minutes later are hugging each other. You know what I mean? Especially in the heat of competition. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as a positive. I I love that. I get to see a fiery, competitive, angry, edgy part to Scotty Barnes. I think that's going to serve him so well in his career, in my opinion.
1: And yeah, I mean, great points. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sheldon.
2: No, I was just going to say the other side to this too, right? Because going along with uh, what you were just talking about, Graham, with the nurse clips the other day, he was talking about how like his point was, I don't need to call a play for you, Scotty. Like you can go get the ball or you can, you know, call out the play yourself where, you know, you get your sets. Like that was more so nurse's point, which I, I get. And I understand, but he's, he's looking, nurse is looking at it as he's trying to give him more leeway. Right. And I don't think Scotty's really understanding that. But there's a whole other dynamic that goes on. And I know this I hope this isn't too inside, but like I end up watching like all of the Raptors uh, like post game pressers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would always allude to I call it sneak dissing, but I pay attention a lot to like Nurse and Fred Van Fleet. And I feel like there's a lot of sneak dissing that goes on where they're like, you know, some of the guys got to pay attention and they got to know every night they got to bring the same level of effort. And, you know, there's a. and when Pascal came back, they made a point of being like, well, there's a hierarchy. And I think guys know where the shots are going to come. Like, there's a lot of stuff being said. And even when Scotty plays well, Fred will be like, well, he's got to do that every night. Like they're hard yeah. on him, And I think that's needed. Yeah. I think that's good. Right. For it's sure. lessons to be learned. So I, I like it all. And plus, I mean, it's kind of a kiss the ring type type scenario, right? Like you got to respect it. If you're Scotty, yeah. the rings there, Fred yep. did it. Right. So yeah. that part I think is cool.
3: But I also love that, you know, he's a pass first player, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they call him. And, you know, we see that. And I love that he's like, no, I want the, I want the ball. I want to mm-hmm. score. And yeah. I, I'm just like, Great, He's the whole confident. thing is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I love I love sneak dissing because yes. that explains exactly, in my in my opinion, what was going on last year in in Tampa. There was a lot of Pascal sneak dissing, a lot of like Fred and or Nurse talking about the hardest workers on the team mm-hmm. and not including Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just little things like that, and or leaders, right? Like you know, you hear Fred describe described as a leader not so much Pascal, Um, but I also feel like in a weird way, Pascal's like settling into like the guy that's awesome, but not the leader, but that's sort of a a different thing altogether. But I wanted to just like, you know, before we move on, touch on uh, Graham's point there too, like Scotty is a passer. And, you know, in, in this game, he started at point guard. So there's a whole like list of things that you need to accomplish there. And it's not just like the assist that leads to the bucket. It's like getting guys comfortable, and like you know, I think Boucher got the question, and Nurse got the question in the in the post game about Scottie's passing in transition versus half court, and they danced around it, but they're both like, yeah, he's not that great in half court. Like that's right. that's where passing's hard, yeah. and it's not to say it's uh, easy in transition, but it's like I think if you can dribble and keep your head up. You, you know you know i' I'm I'm, I'm I'm diminishing Scotty's incredible skill so let me just like walk it back a bit but like you know you know what I mean there's a difference between being able to really facilitate in the half court versus yeah. kind of like make an explosive flashy pass to someone under the basket
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah let's uh let's kind of keep going in this in this direction because I feel like we're you know this conversation can also include Scotty but uh, Graham I want to stick with you and just like it's clearly the Raptors are very clearly an experimental team. Um, perhaps the most experimental team in the league, you know, I'm willing to, you know, whatever, give it to another team if, if it fits, but we, yeah, we're the most international team in the NBA. We kind of don't have a center. We don't have a lot of shooters. It's, it's weird. We're still, we're still not the the bottom of the league either. Like we've had some high highs and kind of some low lows. So yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, yeah, what what do you like about this experiment like version of the Raptors and what don't you like?
3: I just, well, I like that they are understanding that there is a long-term goal here. You know, it's not, let's, let's not, yeah. let's not get this work towards getting the seventh seed or maybe the sixth seed and then getting eliminated in the first round in five games. It's like, this is a sacrifice here. We're going to find out what we have and we can't find out what we have until we play, unless we play everybody. And, and sh- sure, we could get like a, you know, a $5 million center or something like that, or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a Decker, we could have kept Decker. He could have shot, we'd have more shooting and... Yep. But you want to see what you got. You want like guys like Delano Banton, like just there's like a lot of people we were willing to... To take a sacrifice and, and to like one step back for two forward. I just think that it you have to think. Also, maybe this, I don't think it's going to work. I think that they're realizing that they can't just have all six, eight people. They're going to have to get more shooting. They're going to have to get at least a center that they can keep on the bench in case they they play like Embiid or the Cavs. Also, which is a very experimental team, by the way, the Cavs yeah. don't get enough credit for like, how about we have four centers totally. in a small ball yeah. league? And then yeah, great just, point. Yeah. crushing people on the inside crushed us on the inside it was crazy sure. just watching them like get offensive rebound after offensive totally. rebound like and marking in that point yeah yeah not just really but yeah a couple of times marketing and dominated us and i was like oh we're gonna need a center so you just have to in a in a we're not a small market team but we're not a, a, a like a free agent Uh, destination you know it's just like I live in America I'm Canadian I can tell you that people are really scared of the weather and by the way it is way colder we're used to it we don't know how cold it is it's crazy cold up in Toronto like it's nuts you and so it's always going to be an issue and they're going to have to go like well what if everyone's 6'8 you know we'll be the best we'll be the biggest small ball League, yeah, live in yeah. the league so i don't know i i i think that they're smart and i love that they're not getting pushed around by the bloggers and by 15 year olds on twitter telling <laughs> them that they got to do this do that and it's like this is an experiment year. this is what we're going to see who we have and then take it from there we're above 500 you know, on, a, on a macro yeah. level that's awesome that's it
1: dude i mean great points like i totally agree with everything and you know, just as you were describing it, I, I, I was thinking, like, I do feel like, A, the main point is that, you know, this is a long-term project and our front office is clearly patient, has proven that time and time again, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this experiment of the all these, like, same-size guys, where we're seeing some of the, like, we're starting to see where the cracks are. Yeah. And I think you can fill those, but... Yeah, but you have to, like, let, you know, Champagne play, band play, Precious develop, um, whatever. Like, you you need to – those things actually just, like, they they need the reps. And I I, I just want to say – I'll go right back to you. But, like, to add to your point about, like, the experiment here and same-size guys, like, I feel like on defense it's pretty natural in a switching Mm -hmm. league. But on offense, you even notice with a guy like Malachi, like, you need some nimbleness – yeah, to penetrate defenses like it yeah. can't be all six eight dribblers, and I think yeah. that's sort of an issue. Like space is a problem on the other end. But sorry, just just back to you. Yeah,
3: no, totally. It was it was fun to watch when Malachi got out there and finally got some run. It was like things opened up. But I just wanted to say one quick note on in defense of Thad Young of signing him is that is in line with the theme of this year. He's not a he's not a shooter. He's another 6'8 guy who kind of does everything and can play D. We have yep. a million of those. But he is 100 years old. He's been in the league forever. He's a veteran. He can teach people. So this is like a teaching year. So they got something. They're, they're not trying to win. They're not trying to win two, three extra games and totally. get eliminated. Like, who cares? Just let's get these guys better. And that's that's it.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm stealing this from from – uh, Sean Woodley on unlocked on, Lockdown, but um, already Precious has credited Young. Oh, really? Uh, with development, yeah. He's like, he's that's like, that's, that's that's why I'm playing well. He's been playing
3: awesome lately because of Thaddeus, it's and it's like directly, re- yeah.
1: There you go. Like me- mentorship, I I totally get like you know the the flashy fun of transactions, but like mentorship's real. Like if you're a yeah. really young guy and we're one of the youngest teams, like it matters to have a guy who's like chill out. Or why do you keep doing this or whatever, you know, or like you're reading Mm -hmm. this defense wrong. Um, Yeah. Sheldon, where are you on like the, I guess the overall experiment, like what, what do you like? Not like.
2: I totally agree with both of you guys. Like I think both of you guys made great points and I I look at Masai and kind of his viewpoint on it. Obviously we know now Giannis is his like, dream right in terms of just that six nine guy that can kind of do it all and you can tell the viewpoint from Masai's point of view is it's effort so watch Giannis, everything is effort and heart and even if you stop him he's gonna keep going and coming to the basket and, and dunking it on you the next time even if he's missing free throws doesn't matter he's still going to the line and like it's all effort and you can see from masai he's trying to draft a bunch of those dudes because he believes in defense first and being those six, nine guys, you can switch everything on defense. Exactly what you said, Freddie, right? It works perfectly. You switch everything on defense and you're going to be a tough team to play. And the NBA, if you play defense every night hard, you can be pretty close to a 500 team with just effort playing defense. Now the offense that you were alluding to, Freddie, it's so true. There's no spacing. And when they drafted Scotty, my initial reaction was, oh, okay, well, I don't really know how you can play Scotty OG and Pascal all -hmm. at the same time. Like that's not enough spacing, but really what we should have taken from it is Masai telling you, I'm just in the bag of asset management, meaning Mm -hmm. I'm just getting the best player available and we can figure it out later. Nurse is the evil genius that will figure out how to get the right matchups, how to like pull the strings and get the guys in the right position, put them in the best position to win. But you just take the best player and having all these six, nine guys. Yeah. The spacing sucks. It doesn't work, but that's why the defense becomes so important. And that's why you're hard on Scotty Barnes, because it's going to be easier for you to score getting out in transition. And how do you do that? Turnovers, defense, playing hard. Like Mm -hmm. it's all intertwined into the same thing. And that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of the plan that they've been putting together. And I think when you look at, you know, Again, the offensive side of things, there's no point guard, there's no center, and Scotty has basically had to play both positions at different points in the year. And that's just a great learning experience, right? And it's just a positive thing, because you're rebuilding. If you're not winning the championship, you're rebuilding, right? So that's what the Raps are doing. You're getting the best players available. And I I like the direction that they're going in. Like Things will play out as they will. I feel as if Scotty certain points i think did he pass og here in terms of value i don't know but it's closer than we would have thought before the season started Mm -hmm. so all these things will play out right like will pascal still be the man right like you look up and we forget he's making 30 plus mil a year right Mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay well how does that look two years from now where's scotty at two years from now who knows? But Masai's put us in a position where, and I say us, I'm saying collective, Raptors fan base. Oh, um, I said
3: us, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we can say us. Come on. Okay. We're, we're in okay. the trenches Fair.
1: here.
3: Yeah.
2: Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Thank you. I appreciate the backup. We've equipment. all had sort of shawarma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More of an Osmos guy. No, I'm joking. Um, but I just look at it and I love what Masai's doing. I I just think it works. You're taking the best guys available for the modern NBA, being able to switch everything on defense. Let's go. I like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I'm with you and lots of good points there too. I feel like this is, you know, quite literally a year where we're letting Scotty grow into his position. And yeah, he's probably taller than six, seven. I don't know how tall he is now, but they say he grew an inch. Yeah, you know, he's oh, wow. to yeah. me, he's 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 honestly looking more like a center than a point guard, but well, that's a, a wild problem to have. That's not a not really a problem, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's always obviously going to change too. And you know, really good point too on Siakam because I feel like that might be the next major crossroads, right? Is the next Siakam. Van Vliet contracts in I think two and a half years so like that sort of will be like in in my opinion for Scotty anyways it's just you know he'll just get the max and like we'll only really have to worry about structure with him in like eight years because he'll just Mm -hmm. you know if he's one of those rookies that ends up forcing his way out he'll make sure he gets the super max first right I think that's generally how it goes for Davis and Simmons Mm -hmm. so I feel like in that sense there's a chance Fred and Pascal will be like well into their thirties. So we'll, we'll see what the dynamic is there, but uh, yeah, o- overall it's, it's been really fun for me. Like, I feel like I hope they get some, some really good competition at the end of the year, but similar to what Graham was saying, like where we end doesn't mm-hmm. matter too much to me.
2: Yeah. Like, And would you guys think, would you guys agree that this year so far has surpassed your expectations, right? Like, it's kind of like a house money year, no? like for sure. thought if you're in the play-in tournament battling for that, okay, cool. Scotty's come in and been way better than most people would have anticipated. So that's kind of a bonus. And that's kind of made some of these conversations even pop up. Like, would we even be thinking that you know, Hey, we're debating who's the man or, you know, what's Scotty, when Scotty going to take over them as being the guy on the team, like all of these things we never really thought would come to fruition so quickly, Mm -hmm. but here we are as he's on the cusp of winning rookie of the year, maybe, or co-rook, whatever, but he's up there. He's up there is the point.
1: And I feel like I I wanted to add when, you know, all that stuff was happening. Like there was also the head to head with Mobley, right? So there's that yeah. like going back to what you were saying, Graham. Like you like to see this. Like yeah, he's a genial guy off the court, and then on the court, it's like ah, oh, Scotty's pretty fierce and yeah. like, he's pretty intense. And yeah, when there's like three minutes to go in the game, he'll very comfortably be like, "I'm taking the shot, not you, Pascal," which is yeah. pretty nuts when you think about like. And I I think confidence. he's right. Like, I'd rather oh, me him too. Play- I, I, yep. I, outside of
3: the, that all-star competition, I'd rather him be taking a little bunny in tight than Pascal. Pascal yeah. seems, I love Pascal. I think I've been, I'm so proud of Pascal this year, but he does miss a lot of little bunnies uh, in the last two minutes of a game. You yeah. know? And well, I, yes, I think, he's,
1: he's all finesse and Scotty's yeah. force, right? Scotty's like, yeah. I can like will a bucket. Like you know, mm-hmm. dudes just back down. Like you know, Vucevic and Capella, and like just like strength wise, he's already done stuff that I feel like only maybe OG could do. Like I'm not yeah. sure on or Precious, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, Precious is still a ways away from like combining the strength and the like hands. Scotty so
3: which- plays like like a a 19 year old old man at the YMCA. He's just like <laughs> yeah, an athletic old man. Yeah he's, yeah, he's got these like, does, like yeah. baby hook shots that are flat and they go straight in. You're yeah. like, all right.
1: <laughs> I know, and he always gets this like, like, so many of his shots are like, I'll miss first and then I'll get my rebound and put it in. I am like, okay, yeah. dude.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um.
1: All right, let's move on to some NBA stuff uh, and Maddie, make sure to bring yourself in. But uh, yeah, first things first, give me that NBA Adam Silver foghorn thing. Sting.
0: This is Adam, Adam Silver.
1: Adam, convoy, silver. I can't get that in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Every like, the past two podcasts, every guest is like, "Is that a convoy sound?" <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're in that situation where we made a sound a long time ago got taken from us. You know, we got a big anti-vaxxers here, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. big anti-vax crew. Like let's yeah. rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this is good. This is good. Cause we're getting silly. So um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so I'm probably gonna have the worst answer, but um, winning time is happening. Uh, just a little, uh, I guess like, inside entertainment, like, you know, I'm trying to make an inside baseball joke, but, um, a weird thing that happened with this is like, it it seemed like this was sort of the straw that broke the back of Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's relationship. Like they, you know, since Saturday night live, they've been producing and working together Mm -hmm. on like, you know, major, major hits we all love. And, and yeah, Will Ferrell, I guess really wanted to be Jerry bus and, They was not cast as uh Adam McKay casted uh John C. Riley, and apparently, like, that was it for their friendship, really. Yeah, this, this, yeah, they don't work together.
0: This was a massive deal, they both produce Succession, too. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Adam McKay wrote a big thing about it, how he's tried to like apologize to Will Ferrell, but like, yeah, Will Ferrell's a pretty hardcore you know Lakers fan, and I guess this is sort of a dream project, perhaps, but uh. I mean, and, and, John, and John C. C. Riley's Reilly,
3: is a friend of Will Ferrell too. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. looks what's going on like there?
1: Jerry Buss. like to me, it's a kind of a great casting. Yeah, which right. adds to the whole thing. Um, who who anyways. looks like Jerry Bus? John, uh, John C. Riley, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, or he looks enough like him. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it's like young versions. So, but uh, yeah. anyways, that just got me thinking. Like, uh, this is obviously very star studded. Uh, if you if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I say just pick someone who you know is <laughs> famous from the Lakers era that will likely feature in this, uh, whether it be a player or management or coach or whatever. Uh, and, um, and yeah, tell me your, your, your casting for it.
2: So uh, mm. who, should, who wants to go first here? Um, Sheldon, what's up? Yeah, sure. I think uh, going back to that era, a young genie bus should be played by Jennifer Lawrence. I could see mm. that. I would oh, like yeah, I see that. Oh, and yeah. And kind of going off the board here, and follow me for a second here, but I feel like Michael B. Jordan should just be in any basketball project <laughs> that goes on. Like if you're named Michael Jordan,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Because yeah, we know. Yeah, Get just him in any there. basketball project that pops up, that comes across his agent's desk, he should just have to say yes to. Those Do are You the know rules. what the B stands for? Made them up. Basketball. That's right. No? <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, it. wait. Is it, okay, <laughs> is this
1: just funny jokes? Because I'm in a gullible zone. So I'm like, is no. it basketball? Because yeah, <laughs> like, like, sometimes yo, celebrities I'm, are weird, man. Like, I don't know. He's like, trying like, to get, like, get
3: away you know, from Michael it. Jordan. But his middle name is basketball. It's, it's been tough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's really mixed messages here, Mike. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I for sure bring in Michael B. Jordan. I mean, like maybe there's just a part, a part of the like you're, you're mixing worlds, and he throws in like a mm-hmm. where Wallace at sort of thing, like but he's a ghost. Ah. Um mm-hmm. some wire spoilers whoa. there, but I, I, see mm-hmm. there. I see what you did there. Um, yeah, so just a really like I guess a dark storyline in your idea. So <laughs> maybe, you can, <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can omit that. Uh, yeah. Graham, what's up? Who's your yeah? Who, who are you gonna cast? Who okay, cast?
3: so. Larry Bird. Uh, I think they casted a good, a good guy for Larry Bird. He's kind of an unknown. I did some research on this. He actually had a project in Hollywood that he's trying to get made uh, about Larry Bird. <laughs> and he ended up getting okay. cast in this. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. And he's like from Massachusetts. He's like six four. He looks kind of like Larry Bird. But I would choose the actor... Paul Dano or Dano. I don't know how to say his name. He's the guy who plays the Riddler in the new Batman movie. Yes. He's a tall, lanky, weird looking guy. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think if with uh, just a gross mustache, uh, he would fit in, Just a great pick.
0: That's a great
1: pick. Yeah. And like (laughs) Dana Day-Lewis can like slap him around sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just bringing in other movies. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Okay. You know, sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, He starts to cry. Yeah. Come on. Oil's everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Maddie, what's up? Who's your, who's your like recast?
0: Um, Okay. So I have watched it and like I don't know how much of it is fiction because they say they mix some in. Is it true that the buses bought the Lakers for sixty-seven million? Like that seems nuts. I mean, probably I mean, they mean. bought
1: it in like the sixties or something, seventy-nine. Right? 70. He bought it in like
0: yeah, yeah in seventy-nine. But in-
1: inflation, baby.
0: Would also like they're you know ins- they insinuate that the NBA was kind of like maybe gonna be on its way out. Yeah, it wasn't I didn't know it, that either. It was yeah. a delicate
1: place before the. You know, I mean, like you know, in and in, before, in and after the ABA merger, and like yeah. like you know, before like before David before Jordan, made, yeah, like you know, it yeah. definitely the, the 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 some of the old NBA stories is like there's championships and stuff that like weren't
2: televised live. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, before but- bird and magic, it was like televised or was tape delayed NBA finals. Exactly. Right.
3: So it was like up until the mid eighties, late eighties bird and magic specifically. And then Jordan in terms of ratings and popularity in America, it was at the same level as hockey. And oh. maybe even yeah, and which is like crazy, but wow. like even below it, like they are both sort of these you know borderline popular sports, that's yeah. crazy, that's nuts, uh
0: well, to get back to what my picks are, I'm gonna recast the two Jerrys, uh, but I think they're cast very well. I like John C. Riley as Jerry Bus, and i I don't know who the other guy
1: is who, who plays going, Seinfeld d, uh-huh. Sorry, I thought I, th- I thought you were adding two Jerry's. I was just making oh. a Jerry song, Jerry D joke. So sorry,
0: uh, you're throwing me off. Uh, no, I uh, the other guy who plays Jerry West, I think, is a bit unknown, but he's great. Uh, very angry about the the Magic Johnson pick. That's pretty much his motivation through episode one, which was hilarious. But if I, I want to make it a little more crusty, he might be a little too old. But I feel like if you know who Stacy Keach is. I would put him as uh, Jerry Buss. Never heard the name. Um, you'd know him if you saw him. He's, he's, he's a bit of a mean looking bugger, but uh, he would be, I think he would be good. But I, just to like, I can see him, you know, with the whole Playboy Mansion stuff. John C. Riley just seems like not as creepy as I. Th- think it really was oh okay i you know, know stacy keach yeah you look yeah kind of like uh nick a young stacy keach young stacy keach and you know i want to crust up jerry west a little bit let's bring in sean penn i just think uh, put him Ooh. in that role give him the haircut sean penn, oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh yeah he'd be a nightmare
1: um <laughs> okay so mine is for sure the worst just gonna go for it uh andy circus as the ball <laughs> <laughs> the ball that's all i got um, andy circus wow. has the ball um he'd animate it somehow like he'd piss everyone off like be totally unnecessary um and the guy who played greg in succession i don't know who he is but like just he needs to get posterized <laughs> like, like i, I need fair. to see that guy like, be like like have a screen and be unaware and like just be a bit late to you know, a contest and just get mm-hmm. absolutely posterized. Um <laughs> love it. That that's it. That's it for me. Andy circus has the ball. Greg getting dunked on. <laughs> love
2: it. Love um, it.
1: Greg the okay. egg. <laughs> what's that? Greg the egg, man. Um <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's uh yeah, let's wrap this up and let's go to you first, Graham. Uh for the mm. last question here. Well, there actually it's a little bonus question, but um my last question. Uh and this is um you know, yeah, maybe just give me your number uh, and then we'll go to Sheldon and we'll see where we're at. How many legit contenders do you have? Legit contenders. Can win the championship sort of thing.
3: I have six.
1: Six? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sheldon? How many like legit so- can win a championship contenders do you have?
2: That's amazing because I said five to six, but I could get up to 10 yeah. and I'd be stunned mm. for a couple of them, but I could at the same time understand. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. That know that, I know. I've, I know. I was like, I'm building so many cases in my head for like <laughs> who could maybe win a championship because I feel like we're still in the era of like a parody league where mm-hmm. likely the healthiest team is going to win this. Mm-hmm. So I have, Uh, Just looking at it now, one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven. I have eight. Okay. Uh, So I wonder if I should list mine, and then yeah, we'll just go from there. Maybe like you can jump on like the. Either you guys feel free to jump on the one that you feel like is not a contender, maybe. Uh, Okay. Okay. So I'll just I'll start with the East. Uh, So I have Miami. Which for me is actually a little bit of a stretch. Like I think that Miami yeah. needs absolutely everything to go right. Yeah. But I feel like they're a fine tuned you know, well-oiled machine. He just of
3: got thing. Oladipo back. He looks all right.
1: Yeah. That's big for me too. Like I feel like they yeah. just got Oladipo back. They have a lot of depth, but I, I still, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not all the way on them. Uh, for me, I, I can't believe this is so simple, but I think for sure Philadelphia um, I'm curious if either you guys are like, no, but yeah, I th- for me, it's for sure. Philly for sure. Milwaukee. And, uh, the last team I have in the Eastern conference, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, this might be the first one, uh, is the Boston Celtics. I think oh, okay. are a legit championship contender.
2: Wow.
1: Uh, was that, was, uh, I'm curious, was Boston on both of your guys lists or is this the first team where you're like, Freddie, what are you talking about?
2: So for awesome. me in the East, yeah, for me in the East, the Celtics and Sixers were kind of my, like, stretches to okay. win the East. Like, I had the Heat, Bucks, and Nets as, like, my legit contenders, and the I'm right. just a Sixers hater to hey. like, just spoon through. So Fun team to hate, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's where that comes from. And the Celtics, yeah, it's like the, the teams that I was describing as, I'd be stunned, but I'd understand. You know, like they're just playing hot right now. They figured things out. They figured out their squad.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Tatum's a big game guy. I also really, really like uh, Brown. I think he's one Mm -hmm. of these players that, like, I sort of because of Tatum, people don't talk about enough. But, you know, he's always referred to as a number two. And I don't know if he's, like, a potential number one. But I just, like, if he was my number two, I'd be like, let's rock. This guy's awesome. Um, Maybe that's because the Raptors uh, Celtics – Playoffs. uh Let's just okay. I, I want to ask you this, uh, Graham, and then maybe you can tell us your East. Did you have the Nets as well? Yeah. No, I don't
3: understand why no one's talking about the Nets. They're like, well, oh, they, they suck. It's like they, they, they're none of their team is playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have superstars, and when they all get to. By the way, they're lifting mask mandates here. I'm mm-hmm. in Brooklyn right now, and so guess what? Kyrie's going to be back. He looks incredible. I mean, he I hate nuts. the guy, but he looks incredible. Yeah, and, amazing. And, and, and it's just like all you need is 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 those two. Who cares if, if, if Doofus comes back and is, is good or not? He's probably going to be at least amazing at defense and can pass. Yeah. He doesn't have to score anymore. So it's like they're going to be an absolute juggernaut. I mean, they, they could literally not make the playoffs or they could win the championship. Like,
1: they're... Yeah, the, the, that that was my only thing. Is like I feel like I would love it if we saw the, this. This to me is gonna like make the play in amazing, right? Like if if the Nets legitimately can like win a championship out of a play in, I'm I'll, I'll like I, I I both won't be surprised and will be surprised. Like and I just I just feel like there's sort of things needed to start coming together. Like a, yeah. two weeks ago, that's kind of where I'm at with Brooklyn. Like I feel like the trajectory where everything's humming doesn't matter. They're injured really tight. So, yeah, they're, they're injured. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so
3: they're going to be, they're going to not be injured. They're going to have five games and it'll be fine. Cause they're better than everybody. <laughs> they have, they have two players that are better than everybody else. I mean that I think the two, I mean too clear for me in the East, talent wise is the nets when they're healthy mm-hmm. and that and are going to be healthy and are going to legally be allowed to play by the time the playoffs start. So that's going to, it's going to be nuts. And Philly, I think it's, Embiid it, 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 is a legit MVP and then Fatso you, was an MVP like two years, three years ago. He's awesome. And he's, any he slimmed down. So he's lost like, he like <laughs> lost like 20 pounds over the weekend. I don't know how he did it. Yeah. And he looks awesome. And, you know, it was,
1: it was emotional weight. He didn't like the three ring circus in Brooklyn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think you guys are right. And that was just my reasoning for, for Brooklyn. Is there any other teams in the East? So Graham, why don't you take us from East to West? Like, is there any other teams in the East that we haven't talked about who you think are contenders and then Sheldon too, if there's anyone as well. I mean Milwaukee. Um, I I think Miami. Yeah, I, for me, Milwaukee for sure. I think
3: I don't know why I don't trust Miami. I I, I do <laughs> think I do think our boy's a little too old. Uh, Kyle, he I think his yeah. stat line last game. he's played thirty-two minutes. He had zero points.
1: <laughs> it's oh, like, classic Kyle. He probably had a bunch yeah, of charges,
3: you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I to me, it's it's the it's the Bucks, the Nets, and the 76ers. I mean, if Miami yeah. wins it, I wouldn't be shocked. Bam is that good. But, like, I just don't see it. And do know. I think West is Phoenix. Obviously, I can't... Like, they're so... They're just humming along, even with yeah. all these injuries. Well,
1: Phoenix is on a revenge tour. Like, I think yeah. we'll see if they actually can win a championship, but, like, yeah. they're wrecking the league, you know?
3: Yeah. They're... I love what they're doing. I Anyway, I, I think that I mean, I, I think Warriors, because they're going to get healthy. Mm-hmm. And then um, Denver, even though they're in sixth, I think. Mm-hmm. Me too. De- I think Denver looks rad. I have not a lot of faith in Utah. They get exposed every playoffs. Gobert <laughs> can't can't play playoff basketball. You know, he's a great regular season player. And then he's got a, he just, there's no half court offense there. He, I don't, I don't see it. So. I don't know. I think Memphis is a great story. They're going to run into some trouble with a bogged down playoff style basketball. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I I, I think everyone else is a pretender. I mean, Denver doesn't even I mean, their second best player is still out. I don't know. Do we know what his timeline is? Murray?
2: It seems Seems like he's coming back soon. But yeah, they they anticipate he'll be back. It's a matter of like how good he'll be. Yeah, And for that reason, I mean, to me in the West, it's the Suns. I think the Suns Mm -hmm. are just like the perfectly built playoff team to win. They got vets. They got young guys. They got three and D guys. They got a big guy in the middle. Yeah, And after that, it's a bunch of teams where you need some things to fall your way. Like the Warriors need Draymond to be healthy. And if he is cool, they got a shot. If not he's Probably coming not, back
3: right? with just enough time to get his feet wet to totally. the motor running.
2: And the yeah. nuggets are so intriguing to me if they get, cause there's some talk that even Michael Porter jr. Could come back. Right. And I mean, if there's a world where he comes back and Jamal Murray comes back and they're the yeah. six seed, yeah. like, you don't want to play. You don't want to play them with the MVP in the short time that we watched them play last year with all four of those guys, you know, including adding in Aaron Gordon, there's one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, I'm going to throw this lob, this grenade at you guys, but like the Lakers, would you really like if Anthony Davis and listen, I'm saying this, I don't think the Lakers are that good. I think Anthony Davis is a fraud, yeah. but huh. still at some point, if he decided to, you know, I don't know, come back and drop 30 and, 15s in the playoffs like he should be doing yeah like would you really be that stunned if the lakers made a run if they were like healthy
3: would they? i would no not at all, not all yeah
2: so
1: i think crazy. about the lakers like yeah. like for, for me i have the lakers in the nets play it's like a worse version of the oh, nets but like okay. yeah like i mm-hmm. mean like i think the nets uh, there's more obvious symmetry there um mm-hmm. and you know but you know there's some i think there's some stuff there with simmons and westbrook huh. where like they both have some playoff stuff where it's like, okay, you know, are, is it going to be the same problem or are they, yeah. they going to like, whatever? But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm with with you guys, West picks too. The two, okay, I, I'm kind of curious. Like, I feel like are we all sort of in agreement on Dallas, Memphis, and Chicago? Like, mm, good so teams that have had good seasons, but maybe don't really have a legit shot at it? yes. In
2: my, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I was just talking about this the other day, the Bulls record, I'm not sure exactly what it is after they lost last night, but I'm pretty sure their record, like whatever their record is against teams that are 500 and above, they're like 10 and 18 or something like that. So They just don't play well against good teams. Memphis, I think, just needs a little more seasoning. Like they're, they're almost there, you know, like they're a good team and you see them coming, right? Like even from last year to this year, you're seeing the progression. So that's just going to continue. This will be, I have a top five player
3: in the NBA. So you never know what can happen. Dallas,
2: I mean, Dallas, they need more than Luca, right? And Luca, you know, he'll give you some moments, but I don't know if there's enough behind Luca, if Dimwitty's enough to just help with the scoring, right? And yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're a serious contender yet. It's Dwight the same Powell story every
3: year with them. They're gonna they're gonna drive someone crazy in the playoffs. Luke is gonna go off. They're gonna take him to six seven games, and the yeah. seventh game they're gonna lose by twenty five points, and that's <laughs> every single time. There's that's some- pretty bang on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and I'll just like I th- I'm with you, Graham, on the Utah thing. I feel like they're that classic like they can't transfer things to the you know, playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I just wonder if it's like one of the, it's like if we're at that place in the league right now where it's kind of like they might get healthy and it's their turn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I do, they were like, I included them in my eight, but they were like mega stretch for that reason. Like I think they would need perhaps some, injuries or like yeah like draymond can't figure it out or what i happened. think it'd be hilarious
3: but, if the utah won the championship oh, that?
1: It, <laughs> i would love it so much <laughs> and it, it would make my my prediction by the way i bet on utah to win, to win the championship so it actually wins them wow um okay. you have a problem yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah it was, it was yeah. a dark bet um mm-hmm. but uh hey i also bet on the raptors over which i'm like you know i'm like basically as long as they don't lose the rest of the games, which maybe happen. Well. It I mean, could you know, happen. Honestly, it looks like it gets in play. <laughs> <It> but, <yeah. laughs> but uh, you know, I got that. Uh, Suggs, Suggs rookie of the year, a little bit embarrassing. Um, but, uh, yeah, and OG most improved. Those, those are the best. Suggs
3: does, does look better.
1: He looks better, yeah. But, not um, as good as
3: our boy, Scotty, but he
1: looks not, better. He, he's, not, he's not in the convo. But, um, okay, l- let me just give you one, one uh, friend of the pod quickish question. And and okay. Maddie, I want you to answer this as well. Uh, this is coming from from Jay Rosales, uh, uh, from the uh, Raptors HQ, and he was curious about. So there's a Graham. You're in the states, so I'm sure you're not watching any Canadian TV. Uh, and if you're in Canada and you're also not watching Canada, Canadian TV, also I understand. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> uh, okay. What what is it called? There's a show right now. Sorry, I'm looking for the exact question. Uh, it's I think it's called Laugh out Loud.
0: Yeah, the uh, uh, Jay Baruchel.
1: Yes, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Jay Baruchel show. Um, okay, uh, so so here's here's what Jay's asking. Um, to Matt and whoever uh, you know the the guests are, uh, who would laugh last among us if we were on a show? and for for listeners who don't know the show, it's comedians like kind of bombing in front of each other because you you're not supposed to laugh. Uh, But also it gets really weird and it's sort of like when you're like just like drunk with friends and being stupid. So Uh sometimes it gets pretty funny. But um, yeah, who who among us would be the last to laugh? Maybe I'll, you know, we'll each Graham, give me an order one through four uh, of us four on the show. Well, we'll, that's how we'll do it. Yeah.
3: I feel like Maddie would be tough to crack. I I don't know you that well, Maddie. Um,
1: Oh, yeah. Unless it's a snowblower joke. You're tough.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got him right there. No, yeah, I do like, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> That snowboard seemed like a softball, almost crushed. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, yeah. So I would have
0: to be very uh, committed. Like I have to be thinking about it all the time. So it'd be hard to be able to like, like they're trying to tell jokes and stuff. Right. And yeah. Imagine what Tom Green's doing.
3: Yeah
1: i'll say this uh i'll I'll just answer i'd go first um i'm too immature i'd laugh at like something intentionally funny or unintentionally funny or like a like a poster on a wall you know i I think it's a
3: good (laughs) character trait if you're a laugher honestly
1: yeah for sure if you i know if you pride yourself on not being a laugher it's like you're holding a lot in sir yeah yeah Um, you're no fun Sheldon, who's like, yeah, like uh, among us, who's like, Uh, like, where'd you put yourself? You know,
2: are you, I don't know. I feel like I'd fall somewhere in the middle just because like, I don't feel like I'd laugh at the most obvious joke, but there might be something super random that would just catch me off guard. That's what I feel like. So somewhere in the middle, somewhere safe in the middle, not first, but not last.
1: Yeah, that's a. I feel like a, That's yeah. that's a good read on yourself, <laughs> from what I know. <laughs> um, but uh, guys, that's that's it. We made it to the end of the pod. Uh, thank you all so much. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, and the show's been growing a lot recently. So, uh, thank you. Thanks for sharing it, or rating, or subscribing, whatever you're doing. Uh, keep doing it, Graham. What's going on? Um, you know, obviously to people in Brooklyn, but you know you're Canadian too. You, you got albums. Well, what do you want people to consume?
3: Well, um, I want you to follow me on Instagram, Mr. Graham K. Graham is spelt like uh, the cracker, K-A-Y. Uh, I have a comedy special on Crave. If you're in Canada, you can check that out. Um, if you live outside of Canada, it is n- it is on YouTube for free. Uh, also, I'm going to be going on tour opening for my friend Nate Bergazzi. Uh, all over North America, including Canada, you can uh, find tickets at GrahamK.com, um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I appreciate um, any support.
1: Hell yeah! Well, you you're a hilarious dude. You deserve the support. And man, catch Graham on this tour. He's an amazing comedian, uh, and you won't be disappointed. You hear that? Um, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. We're doing theaters, by the way.
1: You doing theaters, maybe. Yeah. soft Cedars, like you it. know. Oh yeah. I um, like it. What's up, Sheldon? Well, what do you want people to know? Where can they check you out?
2: Uh, so I guess uh, you know, wrapping up the raptor season here on Sportsnet. So uh, doing a lot of stuff there with the pregame show and uh, the openings there, working behind the scenes. Um, and then yeah, we got a couple other side projects going here. We got the DRF Sports podcast going, which is more of like a gambling take. We switched over from. A pretty good NFL season to so now talking a lot of NBA and obviously March Madness is here. So yeah, check that out. DRF Sports. And yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander. Uh, Twitter, it's Shell Alexander. Yeah, tons of tons of fun stuff going on.
1: Hell yeah. Keep them busy. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, that's it for the pod. Matt, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Give me those words I crave so much. Okay. Okay.